Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Jazzy, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Holo Holo podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin Anishinaabeg people. On today's Merienda episode, Siggy and I go back in time to our favorite drinks, or at least drinks that we had to drink, right? Because <laughs> of our Filipino tradition, where we talk about Milo or Milo. I think it's Milo, though, and Ovaltine. Yes. But before we do that, Sigs, let's catch up. What have you been up to pop culture-wise? Let's be honest. I'm sure everyone sounded the alarm. Adele dropped a song. <laughs> yes, she did. Easy <laughs> on me. We all knew it was great. We knew it's coming. She had interviews. Taylor Swift moved her album drop date so it could make room for oh Miss Adele. Gosh. I don't have to say much about this. You saw interviews with her on British Vogue about sampling British food, and she did more than 73 questions with Vogue. Mm. She's back. We even just heard, what did they do? They released, she's going to have a night with Adele. I don't know if it's CBS on November 14th. I know that it's your partner's birthday. Yes, yes. Broadcasting a special, and she's going to be crooning. I mean, we're all in. Adele's back. Yeah, totally back. I think, yet again, is she saving the music industry with a release? (laughs) Every five years, she saves the music industry. And can we just talk about all the weight that she lost? She looks great. She She looks looks fantastic. And And she's just saying that she's even eating more than ever. She realized that she loves to exercise and she's addicted to exercising. And Mm -hmm. because she's exercising and her metabolism's all revved up, she gets to eat even more. And it's just like, oh my goodness. And she looks like she's loving life. She's living her best life right now, I think. She clearly is. But I mean, how can you not love Adele? She's great. No. Pop Culturize, what are you up to? Well, just recently, probably just a week ago, took in the Madam X Theater Experience on Paramount Plus streaming. Services. How's that? It was really fascinating because, of course, as you know, I'm myself as well as Michael and I saw it in Brooklyn. That's of right. course. So it was nice to kind of relive everything mm-hmm. and watch it all over again. Now, of course, it was in Portugal that they had filmed it before the pandemic had started. So it was just nice to kind of take it in. And we had invited our friend over, Dino, who wasn't able to see it in person. And so, yeah. you know, we laid out a charcuterie board and had a lot of desserts and oh. just took it all in. And it was just kind of fun to watch and relive. And then I had to kind of pause it several times and tell Dino that, oh, my gosh, this is what happened. This is how close. And then when she came off stage, I touched her hand. And stuff oh my like God. that. Yeah. I and I then it, I, I have it. to say that it really made me appreciate further this project that she had and that the whole point was about how artists exist to disturb the peace. And that when I think about this particular theater experience, as she calls it, instead of a tour, uh-huh. as well as the Madam X album and the persona that she's put out, it's really been about kind of making a commentary on democracy and how we've gotten away from all of that. And that she purposely does things to annoy people. And I think (laughs) how the whole streaming service started or how the whole documentary slash concert 
film started was her saying, you know, the biggest controversial thing I've ever done was to stick around. Just that, isn't that the truth, right? Well put by her. Yeah, well put. put. That's that in terms of what I had done pop culture wise these last couple of weeks. So as you know, Sigs and all our listeners know when there are five Fridays in a month, the last one is usually a merienda episode. And in our planning this year, we decided (laughs) that our meriendas this time would be drinks. So the first of four of meriendas, this one's going to focus on Milo or Milo and Ovaltine. And so I think you took on Milo, the drink, and then I took on the Ovaltine. So tell our listeners, what is Milo and any fun facts about this particular drink? Well, it's just so funny right now, like both... Jesse and I are holding our products. So I have like a canister of Milo. Jesse has a canister of Ovaltine that we got from the grocery store. What is it? It's basically a chocolate flavored malted powdered product. It was produced by Nestle. You mix it with milk to produce a beverage. Now, it was originally developed in Australia by Thomas Maine in 1934, and it was mm-hmm. launched in the Philippines in 1964. So Milo has a website, and if you go to the website, they just do some little background tidbits and fast facts about Milo itself. In 1974, had the first Milo marathon in the Philippines. In 1983, they launched a Milo sports clinic, started with swimming and basketball. And then 1988, there was a Milo Little Olympics, which was the biggest junior competition over 100,000 would compete in these little Olympics to win medals. Mm. The 1991 was the official drink SEA Sea Games in the Philippines. There was a champ camp in 2004. It was in shoe advocacy where they provided shoes for those who need it, trying to perform sports in 2010, 2014. Cool. 50 years of this Milo being in the Philippines. In 2018, there was like Milo Barangay League. So leagues in the local neighborhoods and stuff sponsored by Milo. And in 2020, they had a home court. So it's very well known. It's a topic drink. In like North America, we're used to Nestle Quick and we're used to, I guess this is, I'm aging myself, brown cow. Yes, but Nestle, right? You remember that? <laughs> it was like Nestle Quick or whatever. And we'd have like syrup. Uh, Milo itself was. Yeah like a powdered drink and i guess will i talk about the context of the drink for me or do you want to talk about Ovaltine well I'll, yeah first? i'll talk about Ovaltine, Ovaltine but before first, yeah. we do that yeah. i just want to know like on the label there yes what does it say so we have a soccer kind There's of a guy montage a going on yeah very handsome and you know what's so funny or whatever he could be filipino he could be italian he could be mexican <laughs> yes um, a couple team players and then chocolate malt drink mix which is 120 calories for a three tablespoons and a cup of and then on the back it just has the recipes of having milo cold milo hot the first cup of the day enjoy milo with a milk as a part of a balanced breakfast Oh, a balanced yeah breakfast. to feel your best do your best at school sports and play kids and eat nutritious breakfast enjoy each a delicious class of Milo contains calcium, iron, vitamin A, and vitamin B1. Yeah, like it's just nutrition facts. And it's like this very green, and I'm sure we'll show pictures of it on our um, on our website and the, the show notes on it. And it's just basically milk powder, barley, cocoa, sugar, phosphate. And it's just like a simple mix. That practically mirrors what I have on my Ovaltine. Yeah. So for me, it says nutritious and delicious, high in five essential nutrients, contributing to the maintenance of good health. And I don't have anything active like yours. It just shows like a splash of the Ovaltine mix. And same similarly, <laughs> can serve it hot, serve it cold and all the different recipes. But for me, it says two tablespoons as opposed to your oh. three. I know. Isn't that interesting? And that mine is lesser in calories. So oh, is it, it is 60 calories and 12 carbohydrates per drink, basically. So two tablespoons per drink. I know. Isn't that interesting? 
Yeah. So yours is kind of like for the active individual while mine is kind of like very much kind of like, look, this is nutritious for you in in a lot of ways. I'm always interested in this kind of branding and stuff like that simply because it's like, what are you trying to sell me? You know, in a lot of ways. Similarly, Ovaltine is also a chocolate flavored malted powder. And they were developed originally in Bern, Switzerland and known as Oven Maltine. But in 1909, it was exported to Britain and the spelling changed to Ovaltine because, interestingly enough, of a trademark error. So, in other words, someone entered it incorrectly and and then it stuck. And so they just maintained Ovaltine for that entire time. And then it first started production in the United States in 1915 in Illinois until it left in 1988. So, you know, the North American Free Trade Agreement, all men started to leave Canada, the United States. I don't really know where it ended up actually going after that specifically and that apparently there were many different formulations around the world and just like Milo Nestle ended up buying it and brought its flavor profile more in line with Nesquik so it's kind of interesting as you were saying what yours was made of mine says barley and malt extract modified milk ingredients cocoa powder glucose syrup so forth you know Mm -hmm. modified palm oil it's probably the same thing on yours right it's just maybe they're probably similar in taste now Yours can be drunk hot or cold, Mm -hmm. you know, and it can be made with water, but they, I think, say milk or it's preferred. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, throughout Asia, it's known as a cafe drink. So you can go to Hong Kong or Singapore and certain cafes and you'll say I'd like an Ovaltine, interestingly enough. They do. And they have like the jellies and stuff too. Like they make it a classier kind of cafe, like mixed drink. There's tons of recipes on the website. Yeah. You just tons limited of recipes. like smoothies with banana. Like, right. Yeah. You can also <laughs> make it with ice cream, you know, mm. as well. So mix it in with ice cream. Mm-hmm. Currently it's made in China, Thailand, the Philippines, Prince. and continues to be made in Switzerland. And it's marketed as a fortified malt chocolate drink for Filipino kids. And it's part of your recommended daily intakes for vitamins. Now, I kind of think there's more than just five vitamins <laughs> out there. So it's like, where are you supposed to get the rest, I guess, in some For ways? <laughs> now, I know, Sigs, when we were kind of putting these merienda episodes together, we were thinking about what is the context for this drink, right? I wanted to find out from you when, when you remember drinking Milo, you know, what was the context for you growing up for these childhood malted chocolate drinks that we're both talking about today? Well, as we said, no, we are Filipino-Canadian podcast and I found out about Milo when my parents were packing buy-in boxes. So Mm. growing up you know my parents would buy sometimes brown cow syrup but it doesn't travel well. So sometimes they would get Nestle quick and then one time I felt like we were either in Mississauga or something like that they found Nestle Milo and they bought a couple of it Mm. and like I love Nestle Quick as a little kid. Like the powdered chocolate milk mix was great because it was really, really sweet and right. had the texture of sugar of milk. But I think my parents, I remember my parents got Milo because it isn't as sugary right. as Nestle Quick. Right. And right now I just took a swig and I was just like, oh, it isn't as sweet, which is fine, yes. right? We don't need that much sugar. But I remember I was really intrigued. I'm like, oh, is this just like hot chocolate? I remember my Uncle Dan and my mom's like, yeah, it's, it's just like getting Nestle Quick. It's really originating in the Philippines, but I guess they have them here. And my parents, you know, it's much cheaper to get it in Canada. We had the money, we'd send it off. And I was sort of like intrigued of off-brand, a brand that we don't see at stores back then. Now it's so readily available. Literally, this is, I got this at my house, which is like the store, which is five minutes away. Mm. Things have changed since like the 80s in Niagara. But like, I associate this with my latchkey kid days of just, whether sometimes if I'm lucky enough, I'll get some milk with cereal and then I'll 
glass of Milo or coming home and being okay from that hour of TV I get to watch of cartoons. I'm like, I'll have some Milo. Right? I put it up <laughs> and I mix it up. And I think my parents are smart. They're like, brown cow, it's pretty sweeter and so is Nestle Quick. Milo is a pretty good comparison, but I would always think too, I'm like, oh, my cousins drink this, so it's practically the same. It's so funny because I go, that's the context with me. I think Bullock Bayern Box, this is strong in the Philippines. It's just another alternative. And now, I thought it was did funny. Your, did your parents emphasize, if you will, the nutritious value of Milo? No, but I knew that it is the sweeter. It right? is less so sweeter, like yeah. it was just like that angle I'm like okay we know you're gonna drink chocolate milk well at least this is a better alternative like but I know for a fact when you say the health thing or whatever it packs a punch for my cousins that don't have access yeah to more I, foods, would, I, I would imagine that you know and I could see why they access it. yeah right so the other question that I have is is, is that hot or cold water or milk milk cold like milk, I'm not the fan like as it's when I was older that I like hot drinks but there's nothing like a nice cold chocolate milk just to get you going. And even now, like if you look at the website, whatever, yeah, why not put ice with it, milk, and then a banana? It's a super yeah. smoothie. Like it'd be good if you're going to go work out or whatever. Like, you know what? I'm going to grab this as a snack. It's almost like a chocolate protein powder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know that yours has as much protein. I, exactly. Mine. <laughs> mine doesn't have a, it has one gram of protein for two tablespoons. What does yours say? Um, three grams. Three grams. Well, <laughs> yeah, see, uh, which is much. why you have a soccer player on yours and I don't. Because <laughs> that soccer player needs two more grams of protein. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. I think you, it can be used for things. Did you ever like put it on cereal or anything like that? No, but that would have been smart. Like I can see why you could sprinkle it on, and I've done it before. Whatever, sprinkled quick on ice cream for yes, that little you could bit totally of like. Totally put it on ice cream. But right? I will yeah. have to say, whatever I find Milo's a little bit smoother than Quick. Yes, like I think it mixes quite quickly with Quick. I sort of like the fact that sometimes it would like chunk together, and then when mm. you bite it, it would be sugary. But like I find it, it's quite smooth. It's quite a pleasing taste. It doesn't. Yeah, it dissolves cocoa. pretty quickly in yeah. comparison to Quick. Right now, I <clears> remember <throat> drinking both actually Milo yeah. and Ovaltine. And to be quite honest, you know, when I think of one or the other, I think that they're practically synonymous. And for me, they're very much like Pepsi versus Coke. Could oh, my God. really tell the difference? <laughs> yeah. I remember being exposed to both. And I couldn't really tell the difference. And I'm sure if I had Milo right now, I couldn't tell you if it was going to taste any different. And looking from the ingredient profile... Mm-hmm. It probably is exactly that. I wouldn't know the difference. And I remember the emphasis for me was this is that it was about this is good for you. And it could be mm-hmm. drunk in the morning and in the evening. Yeah. And I just remember my Ninong emphasizing the health benefits <laughs> and contrasting it with Nesquik. Mm-hmm. And I think one for the fortifiedness of this beverage or this malted beverage is one. Two is, is that it doesn't have as much sugar as Nesquik. And I'm sure if we looked on a nutrition label for Nesquik, it probably says something like, you know, 50 grams of (laughs) sugar for every one teaspoon as opposed to tablespoon. Here, I think, what does it say? For two tablespoons, I have six grams of sugar. What do you have? Oh, I have 15. (laughs) Well, not only do you have more protein, you have a bit more more energy and quick carbs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what I also remember, too, is both Milo and Ovaltine having a very chalky consistency. But it is true, kind of like what I had noticed earlier and I was mentioning to you, is is that it dissolves more quickly. 
But I do remember tasting it and thinking, oh, this isn't as sweet as Nesquik and preferring at the time Nesquik. But I have to say, like, as I'm drinking this now. Yeah, how does it taste? As I taste, hold on. <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel sorry for anyone that has misophonia out there. Yeah. As I'm tasting it, it's not in your face chocolatey. Or in your face, sweet. Like I can actually taste the cocoa, which is really nice. It's like, am I tasting the cocoa or am I tasting the sweetness? It's like I'm actually tasting the cocoa. And I think that that's actually great. As far as I'm concerned, felt like back then an adult drink because it wasn't as sweet and I didn't really care for it. I think I was kind of, if you will, craving for the sugar of Nesquik or brown cow. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, you know, after having it today, like... I thought I was going to have to give away this old teen. I think I'll keep it around. I, I'm going to have to agree with you. It's quite subtle. I guess we're just older or whatever, and we know that sweets are too bad. But like, Our palates are refined, diff- say. Our, our palates are refined, <laughs> as we say in our 40s. But it's quite pleasant. It's very simple. Like, it is. It's not, it is. It's a quick drink. But yeah. I have to say, too, that... When I drink Ovaltine, or I remember drinking Ovaltine and Milo, I would equate it with bedtime more than anything else. And I think it had to do with the fact that I really enjoy, as much as I asked you the question, water, milk, hot or cold, very much milk, warm, Warm. hot, right? And it's probably less the Milo that makes me sleepy and more the hot milk Milk. because of whatever the properties of warm milk are. But yeah, I I remember having it for bedtime most times and having very fond memories because of it. And I remember thinking that it would also help me sleep well. So when I think about these two, it's kind of like, oh, it's just going to put me in a position, just kind of like chamomile tea in some ways. So what does yours taste like? Tell our listeners what your Milo tastes like? It made my milk a little bit more creamier, but very smooth. It isn't as sweet. Like, I still get, like, the little bit of a cocoa taste. But if you compare it to Nesquik or whatever, it'd be much more overpowering. But as now I have a refined palate, it's chocolatey enough. Like, right? And you yeah. can control that. You can add a little bit more. But I'm like, no, it wasn't bad. It was, like, really refreshing. And just, it does give me a flashback of just me, like, hunkering down with that cup of milk, and just watching cartoons, <laughs> mixing it up. I literally, before we started recording, I'm like, hold on, I got to mix it up. And I had the spoon, like heaping tablespoons out. And I was just like mixing it up. And I'm like, I'm, I'm shockingly surprised at how it's much more pleasant. But I gather I am much more mature after like, I don't know, 35 years ago when I had it before. And I don't, we both don't need that much sugar. No, we don't. These days, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would say the same. same. Like I can taste the cocoa. And I just remember thinking, mm, it's not as good as Nesquik. It's like, I think you're right. If I had Nesquik today, I would feel really overpowered by exactly. it. And I don't know that I would appreciate it. It's like, it's not like a hot chocolate cocoa mm-hmm. drink that I can get at a cafe shop. It is close enough and... It's warm and comforting is probably what I'd have to say in terms of what it tastes like. It does feel like comfort in a mug for me. Sounds refreshing. Yeah. So that takes us to the end of this merienda episode six. I think that this is a great way to start off our merienda episode. Listeners, you can look forward to future merienda episodes where we look at other Filipino drinks or beverages. And if you have any ideas for that, don't forget to tell us through our social. So Sigs, take us out. Yes, um, we want to hear about your Milo or Milo and Ovaltine experiences. Email us at holohalopopculture at gmail.com. And like Jesse said or whatever, we have some great Marianda toasts to do for these extra episodes. And we can't wait because our next one is in December. The Hollow Hollow Podcast is available on all podcast platforms. Rate us, leave a review. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at holohalopop and on Instagram at holohalopopculture. 
Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Chell Turingen, and we'll see all of you guys again real soon. You know, you did make a good point. If I have vanilla ice cream, I could just add some powder and make chocolate <laughs> ice cream. Do it. Do I think it. I will. I think I will. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> <laughs>